John 1, 1 through 9. You can follow along on screen. You can follow along in a pew Bible. John 1, 1 through 9. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. Got to be frank with you about something. Every year, this message is one of the hardest ones to give. Every single year, year after year, Christmas messages are some of the hardest to preach because everybody knows this story. I mean, just think about the significance of that. Everybody knows this story. You know this story. I know this story. Non-Christians know this story. The unchurched all around us know this story. Even the guy down the street who doesn't go to church all year, who suddenly gets the bug to put out inflatable sand and, and reindeer, knows this story. Everybody knows this story. Just think about it. You've been hearing about this since you can remember. As far back as you can remember. We've been hearing about it since we were children. We've already taken our almost three-year-old to the Hardin Park lights six times this year. We're averaging two or three a week. And every single time we take her through the lights, she's almost three years old, and every single time we point out these lights are about Jesus. This celebration, this time, everything you see here, you can name Santa, you can look at the reindeer, you can look at the angels, you can look at all the figures and all those cartoon characters as you drive by them in Hardin Park, and you can see them, and we tell her time and again, and she's already getting the message, all of this is about Jesus. She knows already, she's almost three, and she basically already knows who Christmas is about. We've been hearing about Christmas ever since we were children, so we all know this story. <laughs> Plus, it's everywhere you turn. It is everywhere you turn. At least the window dressing of Christmas is everywhere you turn. For about two full months of the year, it's everywhere you turn. Every time I hear the song, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, I think it's looked like Christmas for two full months by now. It's not beginning. It began two plus months ago. <laughs> it's everywhere you go. There are 24-hour Christmas-only music stations. There are Christmas-only stores in the mall. Uh, to top it all off, not too far from here, some of you have been there recently, I'm sure, there is a Christmas-only store, restaurant, and hotel called The Christmas Place. <laughs> it's open all year round. 
And his phone number is one eight 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 H O L Y N I G H T. So it's everywhere you go. It's a story everybody knows. It's everywhere you turn. These are the sheer facts of the matter. <laughs> Which makes this a hard sermon to preach and creates for us a problem. Because we know this story so well, we have a hard time connecting with it. Let's be honest about this for a little bit here this morning. We get so used to the same old Christmas experience every year that it makes it sometimes hard to connect. We're singing the same old Christmas songs. We're reading the same old Christmas passages. We're looking at the same old Christmas lights. We're making the same old Christmas recipes. And I know you love all of those things. I enjoy them too. I mean, listen, some of you are wearing the same old ugly Christmas sweaters you should have packed away years ago. It's the same old Christmas experience for so many of us. Seriously, guys, though, reindeer ties? No. And you don't have to actually wear the jingle bells. You don't have to actually wear them for us to know you're coming. Seriously, though, the familiarity of the story of Christmas and the ubiquity of the culture of Christmas around us make it hard to personally reconnect to the experience of Jesus' birth. I've got to be honest with you. In our world today, it's easy to become sort of bored with Christmas. In our Christmas-saturated consumer culture, we reach Christmas overkill and burnout a dozen times a Christmas season. Which means that for so many of us, all the Christmas window dressing in the world won't get you excited about Christmas. And I could stand up here and I could give you a song and dance and I could lead a, a Christmas pep rally, but you would know it's a put-on. So here's the question. Here's the question. How do I get you to reconnect with a story you've heard a thousand times. Have I got your attention yet? <laughs> No sleeping, people. How do I get you to reconnect with a story you've heard a thousand times? Now, there's no need to turn on the uh, you know, cell phone flashlights. All the power works okay. You don't have to worry about that. <clears throat> we'll get the lights on in just a moment here. But what I need you to do right now is to feel what it's like to live in darkness. To experience for a moment what maybe you've forgotten.
Because before Christmas, this was your life. Before Jesus came, this is what you knew. And friends, some of us forget what it feels like to live in darkness. Some of us have forgotten what it is like to have lived in darkness. I don't know if you've experienced this, but in my early 20s, I experienced what they call total darkness. And this is not total darkness, believe me. You can make out a few outlines here and there. You can perhaps begin to see as your eyes adjust the outline of my figure on stage. Total darkness is different than this. It's way darker than this current darkness. If you've experienced this kind of darkness, you know what I mean by this. Because this is a kind of darkness that goes beyond the senses and discombobulates you in a way in a way that goes way beyond not being able to see well. Total darkness is more like something you feel. It's disorienting for all the senses in a way that might best be characterized as feeling lost. The scriptures talk about the life of darkness as being a life apart from Jesus. Jesus himself said in John 12, the one who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. That person is lost. Do you remember what it felt like to be lost? To feel lost? To be disoriented in a way which felt hopeless. To feel confused or perhaps disoriented because of the weight of your lostness. When you are lost because of darkness, there is just one thing you need. The one thing you need is light. It's got a couple more seconds here. I got one of those that refuses to go out kinds. Friends, Christmas is about Jesus coming to be the light in darkness. There's a cool passage at the end of Luke. It's just a little phrase in Luke 179 that we're going to put up here in just a second. Where Zechariah, who is John the Baptist's father, is prophesying about the coming of Christ. And he says that Jesus came to give light to those who walk in darkness. In fact, he says to give light to those who sit in darkness. He uses a word here on purpose 
about sitting in darkness. To describe not just those who walk through or pass through darkness, but to talk about those who live in it. Friends, this is where we've lived before Christmas. Absolute lostness. A feeling of confusion and a sense of lack of purpose. And when you experience that kind of darkness, the one thing you actually need is light. You can go ahead and start turning the lights back on, folks. Thank you, AV crew. It may seem like that was an easy thing to make happen, but there are like seven people behind the scenes turning off switches. <coughs> the message today isn't complicated. It's to reconnect with the truth of what Jesus did when he came. Isaiah 9-2 says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. Let me tell you where we actually live. We live in a time of light. Jesus has already come. Salvation is here. The kingdom has come to us in Christ. We are the ones who walked in darkness, but have seen a great light on us, hopefully soon. Light has shone. Isaiah 60 says the same thing, verses 1 through 3. And we'll put this on screen, won't we? It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Not going to, has. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and His glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. We live in a brightly lit world, friends. And just think about it. Most of us have only known a world with lots of light and with Jesus in it. Which means as a result we so easily take Him for granted. Sometimes when you get used to light, it's actually hard to imagine darkness. Friends, do not become the kind of person who only misses the light when it's gone. Have you ever had a close relationship with a wealthy person? Maybe maybe it's you. Maybe you're pretty well off financially. 
When you get to know someone like that closely enough, you begin to see that money is power in a way that enables them to closely control their world. The truth is that we are wealthy with light. We're called people of light. And when we live in a world of comfort and ease that we can control, it's easy to take for granted the light we already have. So the question is, how do you reconnect with this story of the coming of Christ? Put simply, you must reconnect with the truth that Jesus has come to brought light to your life when you had been living in darkness. Let me say it this way. If you're more excited about presence than forgiveness, you are walking in more darkness than you are aware. If you're more excited about food and trees and candy canes than you are about receiving Jesus as king, then you probably need a Christmas reset. If Christmas is just another day off functionally for you, if Christmas is just another day off of rest on your daily calendar, then maybe you need a reminder of who this is. Maybe Christmas needs to be for us all a reminder of exactly who Jesus was. He was hope in the middle of your hopelessness. He was sunshine when you loved darkness. Maybe you need to reconnect with the truth that Christ is the high and exalted King of kings and the Lord of lords. That His very word created worlds. That his thoughts and his deeds are perfectly pure and holy in every conceivable way. That his very existence holds the fabric of the universe intact. That you breathe because he lives. Friends, Jesus is not just a plastic baby on your front lawn. (laughs) He's the king of the universe. And he alone deserves every single ounce of our praise and every single expression of glory that has ever been uttered in all time throughout all history, He alone deserves it. Maybe what we need is a reminder that when we say that Jesus brought light, it's because He is light. He is Almighty God come in flesh to save us. And if you don't reconnect with this truth this Christmas, then every ounce of money and time and effort and window dressing 
is functionally for you a waste. Which means the opposite is true. (laughs) Which is that if you reconnect with this truth, that Jesus Christ is Almighty God in the flesh, come to save you, (laughs) then all of the time and all of the money and all of the effort and all of the decorations and window dressing can be called something that helps make this season bright. It's my prayer that you would not let this season go by without worship. You mustn't let it go by without worship. Because we were the people who walked in darkness who have experienced light we couldn't manufacture. And so for that simple truth, we give him praise. Let's pray.